all get in trouble for this, I'm certain, but... What's going on, college football fans? Welcome back to another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. I am your co-host, AJ, here with my brother, Tyler. It's been a minute, man, but we are back. We are going to recap the conference championship week and the results, the playoffs that uh, have resulted from it. So uh, how are we doing? How are we feeling? Yeah, it was a long regular season. You know, you're going every week from week zero all the way through conference championship. So took a little bit of time off to regroup, uh, mourn the loss of our beloved dogs. Um, But we're back. We're going to recap and i mean there's so much stuff going on yeah there may or may not have been a an ultimate uh reason for us disappearing for an extra week but um we are back we uh still like to talk about college football in general even if our dogs can't pull through and they could not. So let's just start there. Let's get it over with. Let's talk about the SEC championship game and it was another great one, right? Like this seems to be a trend for these Georgia Alabama games over the last five years or so, five, six years since Kirby smart has been there is these games are tight throughout They're back and forth. And usually it's a team winning um, at the very end uh, within the last drive of the game or so. And uh, another one, 27 to 24 crimson tide, big win. Jalen Milrow played well enough. Um, to get the job done, really the Alabama defense is what uh, was stepped up from uh, my point of view. Yeah, I'm glad we were able to take a week off and, you know, coming into this with a little bit clearer head because if we recorded right after that game, um, there would be some references to, you know, needing lube for the rest not screwing us over. Um, Because there's obviously some very questionable calls, and I, I think anybody who watched that game saw uh, the questionable uh, pass catch on fourth down call right before the half that led to an Alabama score, that kind of stuff. Um, but I think it it really boils down to two things for me. I think, one, Alabama on offense and defense, their front sevens or their defensive line, offensive line were just better than Georgia that day. I think that mm-hmm. they were more physical. Um, obviously, Amarius Mims goes down for Georgia. That hurts him, but we're not going to play the injury excuses because that's what Nick Saban does. Um, <laughs> but I think that they were just better. Yeah. They were more they were more physical. They were bigger, tougher that day. Um, and, I mean, that right there can win you a football game. And then the other thing for me is Alabama didn't hurt themselves. Yeah. And what I mean by that is Georgia fumbles close to their own goal line can't get that ball back gives Alabama an easy score Mm -hmm. um and then just certain penalties throughout the game it just seemed like Georgia was shooting themselves in the foot a little bit when they needed all the help they could get because they weren't getting it from the referees they weren't helping themselves out and I mean costly turnovers costly mistakes will end up losing your ball games and it did on this one and that's really like the two things that really stuck out to me that made this game what it was yeah, I have to agree. I'm glad you touched on the the turnover in there 
in their end zone. Alabama took over the ball right there, and although Georgia is able to get a stop on defense and hold them to a field goal, it was a big momentum shift in the game. And then you saw Georgia miss, uh, I think it was like a 50-yard field goal. Um, so th- those you know six points right there are obviously the difference in this game. But uh, Georgia will uh, will look to bounce back in a, a New Year's Six Bowl game, and Alabama will um, – Go on to play bigger games. We'll get into those there in just a minute. But uh, let's bounce around to a couple more of these conference championship games. want to go out to the Pac-12 and talk about that final Pac-12 championship game that went down on Friday a couple weeks weeks ago. And uh, this game, man, we were expecting exactly what we got the first go-around. And that's kind of exactly what we got the second go-around. Washington winning by three, 34 to 31 Final score there uh, in Las Vegas. Big win for the Huskies. They finish up an undefeated season with a Pac-12 championship. And uh, Oregon falls for the second time this year, for the second time to Washington this year. Yeah. It was disappointing for me. I thought the Oregon's defense was going to play a lot better game, especially the second time around. You know, you got a lot better look at this team. You know what they're wanting to do because you've played them before. And I thought the Oregon's defense really had a chance to step up and win them this ball game. And they weren't really able to do that. And for me, I mean, this Washington offense, I mean, they can, when the big plays are needed, somebody is always stepping up and making that play. Obviously you got Michael Penix Jr. Who's a Heisman candidate this year um, playing quarterback for you. And that helps a lot, but it's just, Washington always seems to make the right play when the moment really needs it. And I mean, their offense stepped up huge, scored them some big points and uh, they come away with the very last PAC 12 championship ever. Yeah. I I was shocked at how much more physical Washington looked in this game than I thought they, they would. And uh, a lot of it was credited to how well they were able to run the ball talked about in the last game against Oregon how Dylan Johnson the running back was able to get going a little bit I mean 152 yards two touchdowns that'll do it you know if you want to keep Bo Nix on the sideline and let your guy Penix score outscore him that's a great way to do it is uh just kind of run for seven eight yards a clip with the running back so uh big win for Washington over Oregon another conference championship game that went down it was a blowout. We kind of called this one right. We said Oklahoma State, Texas. Not exactly the matchup we were hoping for. We wanted to see a rematch against Oklahoma. We did not get it, and we got exactly what we were expecting as far as the result goes. We both thought 15 and a half, not nearly enough, and it was not. 49 to 21, Texas beat Oklahoma State. Um, any thoughts from that Big 12 championship game? I mean, Oklahoma State did the exact opposite of what you said will win them the game, and that was to stick with your best player. Yeah. Keep pounding the ball and running the ball with your best player on the entire team. And they, even their first drive, three passes, and then they're punting it. I mean, and it seemed to be that way the whole game. They just weren't feeding their running back until it was too late, and now you got to play catch-up, and you really can't afford to be wasting clock and running the football. Right. Um, And that's just not going to get it done. This is a very good Texas defense. I mean, the offense speaks for itself. Uh, I mean, 
you've had some up and down play from Quinn Ewers over the season, but I mean, he's up right now and that, that wide receiver core is up right now. Xavier Worthy, A.D. Mitchell, I mean, they go off for monster games in the championship game. Mm-hmm. I mean, this Texas team has a chance to do something special, and they just looked extremely physical, too. I mean, it was it was an all-around perfect performance. It's what they needed to have happen, especially sitting at that number seven spot in the rankings, and they got it done. Yeah, they sure did. I want to go ahead and touch on these other two conference championship games so we can talk about the uh, results that came from that weekend. First, we had Louisville and Florida State, a game that a lot of people were paying attention to because Florida State was sitting at number four in the country, hanging on just barely to that last final playoff spot. And, you know, we were nervous for this game if we're Florida State fans because obviously we don't have Jordan Travis it's going to be the backup we're going to find out you know what Rodemaker can do is Rodemaker healthy enough to play with the concussion it might be Brock Glenn turns out it is Brock Glenn but it doesn't matter 16 to 6 the Florida State defense steps up shuts down Louisville's offense and gets an ugly but albeit a conference championship win in the ACC improves to 13 and 0 undefeated on the season won every single game they could should be enough to get them into the playoff right should be um yeah you said it Florida State's defense steps up in a huge way i mean Jared Verse has his all-american game right there i mean he just seemed to be terrorizing uh, Louisville's backfield and really just Louisville not able to get anything going on offense whatsoever. But it was an ugly game from Florida State, too. I mean, yeah, you're on your third string quarterback. That's tough. I mean, there's not many teams in the country with their third string quarterback that are expecting to score a whole lot of points. Um, and they just they weren't able to do a whole lot. They do just enough to win, uh, keep their season perfect. Uh, but this was a snooze fest. It was not an interesting game. Uh, I think a lot of people got bored and probably switched over to the Big Ten championship that was playing at the same time, which, I mean, we, we thought was going to be a pretty boring game too. And it kind of ended up being exactly what we thought it would be, right? So Michigan-Iowa, obviously, Big Ten championship game. We saved it for last. Uh, we should have should have gone first um, because – We weren't expecting a lot from it, right? Not a lot of fireworks. I believe I said on the podcast that this under that was like 34 and a half, that Iowa could not score and it could still go under. Like I'm pretty sure I predicted like 24 to nothing. 26 to nothing, the final score of the Big Ten championship game. What a show the Iowa Hawkeyes offense gave us, man. (laughs) Golly. It was a 22-point spread, so we looked good on that. <laughs> they covered, but and they under hit. Yeah, they I mean, those. this is just one of those games that really just points out the flaw in having divisions in, in your conference. And uh, obviously next year, the Big Ten, the SEC are moving to change that. That way um, we don't see these types of games anymore. Uh you know, if this was next year, then it would have been an Ohio State Michigan rematch, which I think is a lot better of a conference championship game. I mean, I don't know. I like 
are are you impressed with Michigan for what they did, or is it kind of expected and you kind of fall back to that same old, you know, strength of schedule argument for them where it's like, you know, yeah, everybody should be beating this team by 26 points. I mean, that's, is it that impressive for them, truthfully? No, I don't think it is. And I think, you know, if you if you're playing a team that can't even score points in the conference championship game, why are we playing the game? I mean, just just go ahead and just take your spot in the in the college football playoff. Um, I don't know. It, it just seems like there, are, you know, there are obviously better ways to to do it, and we're going to do it going forward. But um, especially in in leagues that aren't as competitive, um, you know, when you when you've got entire divisions that, you know. The whole the whole Big Ten West was six and six this year, so I mean, I don't know, but uh, so let's move on. Let's talk about what came from it, right? Why did we even play these games? Why do we have any interest in these conference championship games, right? Because we care about conference championships, right? No, we care about the playoffs, right? This is what we're here for: playoffs. We talking about playoffs? Anybody seen that? So, all of that being said, right, the number one team goes down. Georgia Bulldogs lose in the SEC championship game. So, now we have a shakeup. The playoff committee comes out. The final rankings are revealed. Michigan State Wolverines get the one seed. Washington Huskies get the two seed. Texas Longhorns get the three seed. And Florida State gets the four seed, right? No sirree. The Alabama Crimson Tide sneak into the four spot. FSU left out at five. It's an atrocity. I mean, I'm I'm gonna side with Florida State here, and and here's the reason why is you know the college football playoff committee they've kind of gone back and forth over the years on you know what they want, and if you're gonna put the most deserving teams in there, then an undefeated Power Five champion should be in the playoffs. But you're not going to do that. It's not most deserving. Recently, it's been the best five teams. But then you're going to... And the reason that they do this is because they don't want a rematch of last year's national championship. TCU should have never been there. And, I mean, it, it was a blowout. It's not good for ratings. It's not good for viewership. It was a blowout. Some people probably turned the national championship off ship off after halftime it was so bad so you're trying to avoid that so you're like okay well you know florida state you know they lose their starting quarterback they lose their backup quarterback um and you know and then they play a terrible game versus louisville it shouldn't be them but then you're gonna say that uh georgia team who you're saying was the best team in college football pretty much all year long yeah it, they lose one game by a field goal and that's a questionable game where we all know that the officiating wasn't very good you tell me that they're not one of the four best teams in the country you're not telling me that they're not better than washington i mean come on it's 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 an atrocity and um honestly i understand why you have to keep florida state out even though I'm mad for them, I, I think that they they should be in there. I understand why you got to keep them out, but my argument is 
if you knew going into this week that they weren't, even if they won their conference championship, they weren't going to make it in because they have all these injuries. Why make them number four going into the game? Why not go ahead and bump them down to five, put Oregon in at four or, yeah, you know, put the six, put Ohio state at six back into four, you know, whatever you got to do. But if you're going to say they're not good enough to be one of the top four teams without their quarterback, and you knew that they didn't have their quarterback. Why put them in at four in the first place? Yeah, I, I you touched on it. the The biggest issue for me is the criteria is and how it has always been since the beginning of the college football playoff. The best four teams, the best four, not the four most deserving. So if you're asking me for the best four teams, that means Michigan should be in. In my opinion, that means Texas should be in, and that means Alabama and Georgia should be in. Those are my four best teams. From watching 13 weeks of college football and a conference championship week, going over it every single week with you and following it like we do. Now, there are people that follow it more than us, but I don't know that those dudes sitting in the chairs did. I honestly don't. And if you're asking me for the four best teams, I think it's pretty obvious that it's those four teams. Now, if you're going to tell me that you're going to put in the four most deserving teams, then that's probably Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Florida State, right? Yep. Those are probably the teams that deserve it most based off of what they've accomplished. They didn't do either of those two things. They didn't do the best four or the four most deserving. So what the hell did they do? I have a conspiracy or a working theory, we'll call it. I know that you like these coming from me. The college football playoff committee had to choose between Florida State and Alabama for the four seed. Okay, well, we'll go ahead and say, you know, Georgia lost, so they're out. They had to decide between Florida State, Power 5 Conference champion, and Alabama, a one-loss Power 5 Conference champion. And... I don't think this college football playoff committee wants to give Michigan the national championship trophy after all the things that have gone on throughout the year. They don't want to give Michigan a trophy after all this and reward them for, you know, this very questionable stuff that's been going on. So how do you knock Michigan out? How do you get them out of the national championship? The best that you're going to come is Alabama. Michigan beats Florida State head-to-head. But Alabama's got a good chance against them. So I think that they knew that they had to put Alabama in there because they can't let Michigan win the national championship. And that's their best shot at getting them knocked out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. I think they know that Michigan versus Florida State without their superstar quarterback, without the face of their team, is not a a great made-for-TV spot. And so, obviously, when it comes down to it, it's going to be about money for them, and they're going to get the programs in there that are going to generate interest and going to generate viewers and going to generate money for their product. So, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not against the whole conspiracy idea. I think that there's definitely something to that. Um, I don't know. It's questionable to me in general to put a, a team that has uh, admittedly cheated and admittedly self-imposed suspensions and had staff fired and all these other things for them to even be in this position is um, kind of ridiculous, but I don't know. At the same time, you know, 
the back half of the top 10, you got Georgia at six. We said that Ohio State seven, Oregon eight, Missouri nine, Penn State 10. You kind of touched on it. I mean, if we're going to put Alabama at four and FSU at five, fine. Let's say that. You just think Alabama's better than at Florida State. I can accept that. I agree. You're telling me Florida State's better than Georgia then? Now, how are we going to put Alabama at four but drop out? Georgia behind this Florida State team that you don't don't think is deserving and could play on the same field as these top four teams. So um, I don't understand that one very much. But, um, yeah, the whole thing, it, it like, part of me is like, yeah, they got it right. Like, this is the top four teams. Like, this is what makes the most sense probably. But at the same time, they got it so wrong at the same time. <laughs> like, it's so wrong. And – I put this out there on the Saturday Six Pod social, and Washington is this year's TCU. I'm going to call it. It's not going to be a close game. Obviously, they're playing Texas. It's not going to be close. I, Dude, this one's going to look ugly, and it's just going to show the glaring error that this committee's made. Um, but when you got a committee made up of people that really don't have much of a connection to college football – I mean, these guys, most of them haven't even played college football, much less coached college football. Right. Um, you know, I don't know. It is what it is. We're going to roll with it because that is what they're giving us this year. And college football is still freaking awesome to watch no matter yeah. what. And, you know, next year we'll have a 12-team playoff. And guess what? We'll still have gripes and complaints about, yeah. you know, the 13 and 14 seeds that don't get in. So, you know, while I do think it'll get a little bit better, there's always going to be something for us to argue about uh, when it comes to college football because, you know, that's part of being a fan. That's, that's part of enjoying that sport is, you know, being able to have something to gripe and complain and argue about. For sure. That's why we love it, right? So, yeah, we'll be back. We'll talk uh, more college football here in uh, just a couple of days. We'll talk about a Heisman winner coming from Bayou Country yet again for a second time in just a few years here. So I've also got lots of transfer portal news going down right now. We'll be back to touch on that. We'll be back to touch on New Year's Six bowl games, college football playoff games, and eventually a national championship. That is it, man. Any final thoughts from you? Like you said, there's so much going on still. We're going to cover all the news right here at the Saturday Six podcast. Stay tuned, and you'll stay current on all things college football. For my brother Tyler, I am AJ, and this was another episode of the Saturday Six Podcast. See you back soon.